I think squares gives a better vehicle for toppings than a round might, just because of the structure of some slices. Some might have a really wet or soft or pillowy um, kind of undercarriage for their rounds, and some might have a sturdy one that really stands up with some toppings. I think the squares, though, hold up best to the toppings that you put on. How do you break into the pizza business if your family's already been making pizza on New York's Upper West Side for six decades? In some ways, you start from scratch. That's what Frank Tutulamondo did. And as a result, his new pizzeria is suddenly on the must-visit list for everyone in the know. The story of Mama's 2, straight ahead. I need a deep dish sausage and a thin pepperoni for here. This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind some of the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Dolinsky, author of Pizza City USA and founder of Pizza City USA Tours in Chicago. And welcome to the show this week, everybody. Great to have you back with us again. Uh, we are moving around the country as we like to do every couple of weeks. Uh, two weeks ago we were in Chicago talking deep dish. Today we are back in New York City on the Upper West Side. Fantastic place called Mama's 2. And what a character. Frank Tutolomondo, the owner behind this place, um, he has been in the business, well his family has been in the business for 60 years. Uh, they've been right around the corner actually. They've had a couple of pizza places. Mama's Pizza is the, the place that his family ran. And I first heard about uh, Mama's 2 uh, in the New York Times. Pete Wells wrote about him in November of last year. By the way, 154 comments on that uh, piece. <laughs> Always uh, interesting to see uh, pizza stories in the Times when people really, really get into it hard. Um, I'm going to quote Pete Wells here, talking about how some places try to make a better slice, and he says, quote, Mama's 2 makes a different slice. It combines some of the most appealing elements of a Neapolitan pie with the most satisfying aspects of the archetypal product sold on paper plates from sidewalk windows. It is as if Frank Tutolomondo, the owner and pie architect of this informal but very serious pizzeria on the Upper West Side, has learned how to genetically modify pizza. And now, when, end quote. And when I talked to Frank about this, he says it's a focaccia. It's kind of a, a, a cross between a Roman altaglio with that high crumb and a Sicilian, which is more of a dense uh, crumb. It's kind of a high pizza, but uh, it looks dense, but it's certainly light. And uh, he does part of this in the pan, and then he takes it off the pan and finishes it directly on the, the stone hearth. Um, it's really an interesting style of pizza. He's got two. Well, he's got two. He's got the New York slice, the rounds uh, that are cut into wedges that you fold. And then he's also got this Sicilian, or as he calls it, this focaccia. And he does vodka slices. He did, he's The dough is so good, folks. Um, I went right from the airport. I met Arthur Bovino, um, NYC Best Pizza. And um, it was a horrible rainy day. And I remember my cab was stuck in traffic. And I walked the last two blocks to get there. It's about 106th and Broadway. And boy, was it of treat to meet uh, Frank, and after we had a couple of slices, um, he had to run to the, get a new passport. He was going to Italy the next day, but he, he but he sat down with me for a few minutes to talk, and so that's where we begin today's podcast. Um, I asked Frank how he got started. 
my family. My grandmother started the business in 1959. Um, my uncle took over. And you I, say she started the business around the corner from here, right? Yes, yes. So, well, I actually started on Broadway between 104th and 105th, uh, where she's known for that place. But they actually were open even before that on 99th Street. And they've moved a few times to where it eventually is now on 106th in Amsterdam, which is around the block from here. And they were doing, like, what, New York slices? Yes, New York-style slices, you know, typical, you know, New York slice counter pizza, you know, Cillian's regular slices, your pepperoni, um, your uh, garlic knots, that kind of stuff. So. so this is in your DNA, this is in your blood, and so you, did you know even at an early age this is what you are going to end up doing or no? No, I didn't think it happened at all. I didn't think it was going to be something I would be doing. Um, you know, I played football when I was growing up. Uh, I went to college for computer science, so I didn't really think I would be getting into the family business. And, um, but eventually did. You know, I dropped out and took interest in it, and here I am. And so you opened at Mama's 2 as your first place? This is my first place by myself, yes. Yeah. So this is my first place where I opened it myself with uh, my own recipe, um, you know, my own uh, business model, and that's it. And how did you describe the style of pizza here? So, you know, my squares, I would like to call it focaccia, where I marry a Roman Altaglio with a New York Sicilian. And my, uh, my round slices, I think of it as a, a good New York slice, but with really good, robust Neapolitan uh, flavors, like a robust tomato sauce, uh, fresh basil, freshly grated Parmesan cheese. Interesting you say you count, you, the squares are kind of a combination of Roman Altaglio and Sicilian, and we were just talking to Arthur Bovino, who goes by NYC Best Pizza on Instagram, and he was saying kind of a Detroitification of Sicilian because you got that caramelized cheese perimeter, which is mozzarella here, and you're serving them on a wire rack, and, and they've got this and the Edso pepperoni, and it, it looks Detroit at the first glance, but there's no cold tomato sauce on top. So do you agree with that characterization? Yeah, I, I think I do, because um, you know part of what I like to do at Mama's, too, is I like to just incorporate every great characteristic of pizza um, from around the country into one, under one roof, and part of it's Sicilian, part of it's Detroit, so I would think, you know, What's, what really stands out to you when you eat my pizza, I think, is the caramelized cheese crust and the bake of it, actually. It's baked a little more well done than normal. And, um, you know, with that being said, you know, it's got a good hearty Sicilian pizza kind of, um, you know, filling aspect to it, which, yeah, so I would think of the tortification of Sicilian-style pizza would be spot on. And so, but when you went into this, so you weren't thinking, I'm going to use brick cheese, what they do in Detroit, you're going to do your own cheese approach. Yeah, yeah, I never tried brick cheese. I never really tried the choice style pizza. Um, I haven't had it. And um, I just always thought, you know, I like when mozzarella uh, kind of gets um, almost burnt and caramelized. This is, for me, it's like almost like a grilled cheese. And um, I always like that flavor, so I just tried it on my squares, and I just liked the way it came out. And it was easy because, you know, I wasn't using two different cheeses or three different cheeses for my pizza, and it was just easy on my operation, and it ended up tasting really good. You know, a lot of times when people tell you to go to a place, like we were talking about New Park uh, in Howard Beach, which is in Queens, or there's a place called Phil's in Chicago, they always say, hey, make sure you tell them to get it well done. Um, your pizza comes well done. You don't have to actually specify that, right? No. No, over here, you know, another thing about Mama's too is I made pizza my way, the way I like to eat my pizza. And, um, you know, I, I, characteristically, me, I like, to eat, I, like to, I like to eat well done pizza. So over here, you have no choice but to eat it well done. And uh, hopefully you like it, you know. <laughs> Tell me about what is on offer here. So we're looking at, this is a very t typical New York style space. It's quite tight. Um, there's about six or seven chairs here in front and there's the kitchen. Um, and you got about five or six pizzas on display here. Most of them looking right now are squares, so you, but you do also do slices. Yes. 
we do rounds here. The rounds sell a lot here as well as a staple of our of our menu here. Um, but yeah, it's really small space. You know, it started out as a slice shop, and then got a lot of exposure and took off. But yeah, we sell a lot more squares than our rounds in store, but. We sell just as many rounds in the end. So. Give me a sense for what's up in the window today. I mean, obviously, we just we tried the pepperoni. That's the, the cup and char pepperoni. Yes, yes. So I do a cup and char pepperoni, and we do a cacio and pepper. We have a fennel, fennel sausage, raisin red wine with roasted pepper. And with the fennel sausage, for example, that's something you're grinding yourself, you get from somebody else. So it's bulk sausage. You know, we get the bulk sausage in... Um, it kind of looks like a, like a chopped pork, basically. You're speaking Chicago language now. That's Chicagoese. Bulk sausage with lots of fennel is very Chicago. <laughs> yes, yes. So we, um, and it comes, it comes, it comes like that. We, we reduce uh, the wine and everything in it. We, we, we braise it for, you know, an hour or so. You know, get it really nice and moist. And um, we do the vodka pizza, which you had earlier. The hot sorpresada one, which you, I think is like a little fancier pepperoni. <laughs> but um, we do a poached pear, sweet gorgonzola, hot honey. Caramelized onion and mushroom. I mean, we have potato rosemary. We have a spinach ricotta. We have like 15 different styles of uh, squares that are all popular, fortunately. But unfortunately, it's really uh, it's heavy on the operation because you got to put out so many different kinds of pizzas, and uh, it's not just famous for one. We're known for a bunch. So it does seem like, and maybe just me, it seems like the squares are taking off in New York. I mean, there are more places, like I even Sauce, for example, started doing slices, and now they're doing squares. And of course, the legendary places like L&B have always done squares, and Sophia Pizza Shop does some really nice squares. So is, is that a thing now in New York that you're seeing around the city? Yeah, I think it's a thing now in the city. I think one of the, the, the top places you'll find in the city do squares and dedicate a lot of what they do to squares is kind of because, you know, um, when you make pizza in a pan, it comes out just a little bit different than what a round might do because you're not actually, you know, cooking it the, the whole way on the stone. You're cooking it on a pan, which absorbs heat from the stone, which now makes it two indirect heat sources. So you really cook out the middle of the pizza and it brings the flavor out if you do a really nice dough. So if you do a really nice dough and it's light and it's airy, the benefits of that really show with a square pizza. And uh, I think you get really creative with squares as far as toppings goes. and um, you know, people gravitate towards that because part of what pizza is is people. You know, people love toppings. There's purists that just like cheese and sauce, which I'm, I'm a purist as well. But I also appreciate good toppings as well. And people, for them, it's all about the toppings. So I think squares gives a better vehicle for toppings than a round might, just because of the structure of some slices. Some might have a really wet or soft or pillowy. Um, kind of undercarriage for their rounds, and some have a sturdy one that really stands up some toppings. I think the squares, though, hold up best to the toppings that you put on. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to ask Frank some specifics about his dough, his sauce, his ovens, and then we're going to also preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks. So stay with us. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're here with Frank Tutelamondo uh, at Mama's 2 on the Upper West Side in New York City. Uh, we were just talking in our last segment about the, the square versus slice. He does both here, but sells a lot of squares. Um, I don't, this is always the tricky part for me when I talk to pizzaiolos or pizza owners. I don't want you to give me all your secrets, obviously. You're not going to tell me, but can you tell me about the flour and how you make the dough at all? Sure. So, I mean, you know, my dough is, um, 
it has some characteristics of a New York style pizza, of course. Um, but it very well, I took a baker's kind of approach to the pizza as far as, you know, once you incorporate certain ingredients, you know, in regards to olive oil, to yeast, um, to water, what points I incorporate that when I mix in the process. So, you know, it's a really, really, um, you know, kind of artisanal approach to when I make my dough, as opposed to just, you know, a lot of places in the city that just come around and, you know, they just put everything in a bowl, water, the salt, um, you know, oil and, and, and yeast all in one, and then just throw this, the flour in and just mix, you know, and you get kind of the same results. This is why in the past, New York pizza just really took a, you know, took a, took a dive because everything became the same almost, everything became mediocre, and that's the way people made pizza in New York for a while, and um, just kind of, you know, 99 cent pizza came about and kind of, you know, the trend for pizza just kind of went downhill, and people's standards went downhill as well, too. So, um, you know, beyond that, for me, you know, I do, you know, I do, a, I take a different approach to dough. You know, I use a typical, uh, opus flour, I'm sorry, I use General Mills. So nothing really crazy in my, uh, in my ingredients as far as flour goes, but, you know. You're not mixing several types of flours? Uh, originally, no. I've been testing, testing certain flours. Uh, King Arthur, I've been using Caputo, um, seeing how they fit into this operation. And a lot of hydration. Yes, a lot of hydration. 70, 73% we're doing, and um, really good olive oil. Use California olive oil. The guy at Stanislaus makes a great olive oil, Corto. Really good stuff. I mean, um, you know, really quality stuff in our dough. You do like a batch uh, fermentation first, and then you divide it into balls and do another fermentation? Yeah, yeah. So we bulk, we do a bulk fermentation, then we ball them. They, you know, they, uh, they retard in the, in the, the walk in overnight. Um, over until about a day and a half, they ferment and then uh, come out. And there's a whole proofing process before we actually bake pizza. A couple hours when they take them out. Uh, an ambient, an ambient will be a couple hours depending on how hot your, the, the, you know, your pizzeria and the setting is. But uh, we have a proofer and we bake anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. So traditional Sicilian, you sort of an oiled rectangular pan. You push the dough into that pan, yes. and then you're topping it and baking it right away. Yes, yes. So we're baking it one shot. We're not par baking it. Um, we're topping the pizza all at once. It proofs for a certain amount of time. We put all the toppings on, bake it one shot. We de-pan it, and then we bake on the stone. Right, because I was going to say your undercarriage is so crispy. It has all those beautiful little craters. It's got to be touching stone at some point. Yes, yeah, for sure. It's touching the stone, and then we, um, you know, for me, that without that last bake on the stone, it's not Mama's too. It's just way different pizza. It becomes more of a Sicilian um, than what we do here, which is focaccia. We have to get that bacon. It really improves the flavor. But you get that cheese uh, caramelized because it's in the pan. It's pushed to the edges of the pan. Yes. Yeah. So we just we do edge to edge, cheese to edge, edge to edge, and then we just bake it. And then um, Are you using a, like a shredded whole milk. Yeah, shredded whole milk, low moisture, Wisconsin. Um, also, my cheese, you know, varies. We don't use the same cheese. Uh, I've used grande ones. We tried grande. We tried saputo. We tried a bunch. Now we're working with a, a really good one, which is a private label. It's uh, what Wisconsin low moisture. Yeah, I know. Pe- people love that grande. I was at Joe and Pat's on Staten Island, and they use grande too. Yeah, a lot of people use grande. Grande is a staple. For my operation, it's not always ideal. They caramelize a little bit differently than other cheeses that I used to, and uh, they're a little saltier than some other cheeses, but. Again, grande's, you know, it's, it sets the standards, you know, for the market. Okay, so fermentation, you topped it. Now you're baking it into what kind of an oven? Gas oven. Gas oven. A, a deck oven. Manufacturer? Marsal. 
Uh, Lisa Marcel oven, you know, we have the H-Burner. They're famous for the H-Burners uh, as opposed to Baker's Pride U-Burners. So it's supposed to have more heat distribution to all the stones because it has an H instead of a U. So it kind of gets the heat out to the stones and gets the stones hot a certain way. The Baker's Pride wouldn't. And what's your oven temp? So my, I bake uh, in two different temperatures. So uh, one bake goes at around almost 700. And, other, and then we finish off at around five. Well, the five is when you're finishing it on the deck. Okay. And then your, your slices, your New York slices, which I also love. Lots of beautiful open crumb on the, on the edge, on the heel. Um, different process altogether, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same dough, same size dough, too. Uh, people think it's a thinner dough. It's not. It's just stretched out to 18 inches. Um, uh, but then again, it's hard baked. And that's baked all in one shot, too, as well. And it's ran, ran the stone the whole way. Nine, ten minute bake. Eight minute bake sometimes. And then New York style, of course, you have it in a display window when someone places an order, whether it's the, the wedge or the square, it goes back in the oven for a minute or so? Yeah, generally heat it for about a minute, minute and a half sometimes. Uh, some customers often don't want it too hot. That's a New York thing too, not too hot because they want to eat it on the go and not burn their mouth. So, you know, it could be anything less than a minute, you know. So you've been open now for over a year, um, but of course you grew up in the business, as you said. I'm, I always ask this question of uh, the pizza, pizzaiolos and the experts and the owners. The research and development that went into making this business, knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself 10 years ago, before you jumped into this whole crazy business, to give yourself advice um, back then? I would say, you know, the first thing I would say is if you like to do something, do it. And if you want to do a style, do it your way, not anybody else's way and not in a way that anyone perceives um, you should do it in, you know. If you make pizza, make pizza the way you want to make pizza and trust your palate, you know. If you like pizza a certain way, you think it's good, you know, go with it. I'm sure people love it and um, if you have passion for it, you know. But I think most of all is if you're gonna, you know, coming into the business, I would do it when I'm ready. You gotta, when you're in this business, you open the business and you dedicate your life to a business, you gotta do it when you're ready. And you gotta give it your all. If you don't give it your all, it shows in your product, shows in your service, shows in every aspect of the business. And it suffers if you don't have the passion, if you don't have dedication to it. So that's the main thing I would say. Great advice. I'm going to let you go to the uh, passport office now. You're going to Italy tomorrow, and yes. you were kind enough to stick around and do the interview. So, Frank Tutelamondo, thank you so much for your time today. The, the restaurant, again, is called Mama's 2. It's on the Upper West Side of New York City. You must come and try one of each style slice. Frank, thanks so much. Thank you. Pleasure. Nice seeing you. Coming up in two weeks, a visit with one of the most respected pizza makers in the country, hailing from, wait for it, Jersey City. We're still changing it constantly, whether it's the temperature of the dough or when we cold ferment or if we're doing room temp ferment, the temperature of our starter. There are so many variables that we that we change pretty frequently. I sit down with Dan Richer, the owner of Ratza, which garnered a three-star review in the New York Times, rightly so. He'll tell me all his secrets. That's in two weeks on July 5th. Remember to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, and please review us, and by us, of course, I mean me, since I produce today's show. You can follow us at Pizza City USA on Instagram. On Twitter, it's at Pizza City Tours. And speaking of tours, take one the next time you're in Chicago. More information about those and how to get my book at PizzaCityUSA.com, or just yell at me on social media, at Steve Delinsky. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song, and next time you're in Chicago, check out Revival Food Hall in the Loop, where we always have an interesting pizza pop-up. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, optimal bite ratio always.